What's up, guys? Welcome back to the East-West Grind, the Christmas quarantine shelter-in-place 2020 December edition. The year of masks and social distancing and those COVID-15 we're all working on losing before Christmas tracks on another 20 over the next 10 days. What a fucking year, am I right? This movie right here, Griswold's Christmas Vacation, this was my mom's favorite holiday movie. So in honor of my beautiful mother, enjoy a little Christmas music here. I got the Georgia elections on deck to talk about at the behest of one of my number one fans and the boss of the retirement community out there in South Kakalaki, Mama D. So we're going to dig into those two uh, runoff races out there in Georgia happening in January with Kelly Loeffler, David Perdue, and their challengers, John Ossoff, and Reverend Raphael Warnock. We got Biden cabinet picks and what that all means. And you know what? Whatever the hell, fucking whatever we want to put into the topics going on today. Because it's our Christmas vacation episode. We're going to get into some emails. Listeners really like, uh, they really seem to like that, to hear what's going on and what kind of shit we're all talking to each other. And of course, we got the A-hole of the week. Ha! Look at me trying to clean it up. Psych. I mean, the asshole of the week. And this is a, this is another, another winner that pisses me off. So welcome, friends. Clear your schedule. Silence your phones. Put your kids to bed. Clock out for lunch. Let's get into this shit. Here we go. All right, guys. Sleepy Joe beat President Trump again. This time by the electors. Because by now, he's been laughed out of court like 50 plus times. But this time, it was the electors who declared Joe Biden to be the 47th president of these United States of America. The Republicans are gearing up for a January 6th filibuster where they'd like get on C-SPAN and appear to be going after Oscar nominations to try and get the Southern and Midwest states that voted for Biden, but to get all those votes thrown out and they're asking the electors to award a second term to President Trump. And most of the Republicans are like, aye, 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 you know, like all getting behind it. This motherfucker is really full of himself, isn't he? With a straight face, just throw those votes and those voters' ballots out and make me the president again. Republicans, what are you guys doing, man? You guys go down in history 
like Trump you jalopy. Here's a piece out of the New Yorker. I'll put the link uh, in the show notes below. On December 13th, Representative Mo Brooks, Republican of Alabama, announced his intent to dispute Biden's victory by challenging the votes of five swing states in the January congressional session. The group he will lead in the effort so far includes Representative-elect Barry Moore from Alabama and Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia. She's that far right-wing QAnon conspiracy theorist lady, just batshit. But the New Yorker continues on, quote, This year's election and post-election period have felt unprecedented in so many ways, but there are long-term standing rules for challenging electoral votes for president on the floor of Congress. The 12th Amendment to the Constitution provides that the vice president as president of the Senate, which is currently, you know, Mike Pence, uh, but shall, in the presence of the Senate and the House of Representatives, open all the certificates and the votes shall be counted. But under the Electoral Count Act of 1887, if a member of the Senate and a member of the House sign and submit challenges to the state's electoral votes, then the two bodies must debate and challenge separately for two hours. That's that whole Oscar thing I was talking about in the in the beginning of it. For two hours, they're like, oh my God, this, oh my God, that. It's just, it's embarrassing. It's on C-SPAN. You can watch it. I'm sure it's going to be quite the show. The votes are to be tossed only if a majority of both houses agree to do so. That has never happened since the law was passed. End quote. And it ain't going to happen now either. The Democrats hold the majority in the House. The Republicans hold the majority in the Senate. They will contest, waste four hours like we just talked about, two for each side to argue, and will still have President Biden come January 20th. I don't understand the joke, House and Senate Republicans. If you guys think, yeah, let's let's piss off the libs and waste four hours of their time with more nonsense. Yeah, that'll piss people off. But the outcome will still be the same. And time, as it does, moves. It moves forward, not backward. We're all four years older chronologically, but this motherfucker has aged all of us a lot more than four years. It's been exhausting. The world is tired. But Republicans, when you guys have this last ditch tantrum in January... Your shenanigans will then be recorded into history with the rest of this administration for generations upon generations upon generations to look back on and to see just how lying, deceitful, inexperienced, dangerous, and just juvenile the Trump administration and what's left of the Republican Party have behaved over the last four or five years. Don't look down at the problem. Look up. In business and in life, in everything, look up. Shit rolls downhill. And we've been sliding down shit mountain these last four years, five years. And we've stood out like a thumb this whole time in history. Past and future will stand out like a fucking hangnail. Look at this. Listen to the first minute 20 seconds of this, okay? 
I'm going to see you on the other end. The American story is one of true exceptionalism. It's built on the greatest ideas in history. This victory tonight, it's about you. It's about defining those. Sorry, folks. I'll be right back. What do we got? Well, it's not over in Georgia. The Senate races went to a runoff. What are we up against? You'll never believe this. Far-left activists are attempting to gain full and total control of the U.S. government. That we secure a, a Democratic Senate majority so that we don't have to negotiate in that way. Should these Senate seats be lost, all will be lost. You supported the Green New Deal. You supported Medicare for all. <laughs> Your mission will be to rally support across Georgia behind these American patriots, Senator Perdue and Senator Leffler. They must win. What's our situation on the ground? We have two patriots down there, Senator Loeffler and Senator Perdue. Great fighters with a great message. They just need a little backup. Last question, who do you want to bring? Bring everyone. That is a sitting fucking congressman staging what looks to be like a Tom Cruise type of Mission Impossible style trailer with the cyborg type of eye special effects. You'll see it when you watch it. It'll be below. But Texas, what the fuck? November 15th, CBS News. Thousands line up in cars at food banks for food before Thanksgiving. Dallas News, November 14th. Thousands pour into Fair Oaks for North Texas food banks. While your state is hungry and waiting in lines for hours, Congressman and formal Navy SEAL Dan Crenshaw, you are playing some sort of wannabe superhero in a commercial for Kelly Loughlin and David Perdue? You guys are elected officials. What the fuck? What are you guys doing? Your residents are hungry and sick. And this is what you're doing in Texas, and most likely with the Texas tax dollars or donations. Why do all you new guys or, you know, some of you old crackers, I don't know, why do you guys feel like you can realign our political realm and align it with like fake movie shit and reality TV? Who the fuck do you guys think you are? We didn't sign up for this as a whole. 360 million people in this country. We don't want reality TV leading our government. I'm sorry. You guys got to get out. Okay, listen. It's Christmas. Let's take it down a notch. I'm just going to, you know, move on because this shit is just dumb and it raises my blood pressure. I can feel it. I'm just kidding. But Texans, hello. Vic, what's going on, you guys? What's your boy doing? Elon Musk is taking his shitty cars into Texas. I'm just not a fan of the Tesla, so that's just my opinion of it. I don't know if that it's actually a shitty car, but to me it is. Like I said, I need gas. But he's taking his cars uh, and his tech company, and he's moving to Texas. And with those, there's actually several of them. uh, And and with those tech companies moving to, to Texas, guess what state will soon be flipping to blue? It was almost there last cycle. Liberal Californians are going to be moving with those tech companies. And uh, liberals vote. 
Georgia, Kelly Loeffler's up against Reverend Raphael Warnock. Georgians, your minimum wage is $5.15 per hour. The federal minimum wage is $7.25. Georgia, that is $2.10 lower than the federal minimum wage. Lower. And just on minimum wage, uh, just on that topic, Reverend Warnock's stances to at least raise it to the federal minimum but Kelly Loeffler, she mums the words. She has nothing to say. She has no position. And why should she? She's worth $500 billion. Her husband literally owns the stock exchange. She don't give a fuck about Georgians. Kelly Loeffler got briefings about COVID as a senator prior to it becoming, you know, like the infestation that it is. But she sold off a ton of her retail shares according to her own financial disclosures, and she dumped all that money into DuPont, who would soon be making a shit ton of PPE, personal protective equipment. The retail industry is in shambles right now, and the PPE industry is raking in cash. Don't that sound shady to any of you guys? Sounds shady to me, or she is just like the luckiest motherfucker Ever. We're supposed to believe that by happenstance, that that chain of events, the virus, the shutdowns, but that the chain of events happens to bankrupt industries Kelly Lawler was invested in and sold after her briefings, remember. And by a miracle, she reinvested in an industry where she's profiting in the millions with PPE. That's a coincidence. Come on, man. Who really buys that? Who buys that? All right, uh, David Perdue and John Ossoff, also out there in Georgia, also in a special race in January. I'm not going to say too much about these guys. I'm going to let the next minute, minute and, what is it, minute and 15 seconds, I'll let you catch up on what's going on, who these guys are, because John Ossoff really calls this guy out on I don't know if it made, it did make national TV, but this was all over Georgia. And of course I caught a glimpse of it, but check out this uh, minute 20 seconds. I'll see you on the other side. Well, perhaps Senator Perdue would have been able to respond properly to the COVID-19 pandemic if you hadn't been fending off multiple federal investigations for insider trading. It's not just that you're a crook, Senator. It's that you're attacking the health of the people that you represent. You did say COVID-19 was no deadlier than the flu. You did say there would be no significant uptick in cases. All the while, you were looking after your own assets and your own portfolio, and you did vote four times to end protections for pre-existing conditions. Four times. And the legislation that you tout, the PROTECT Act, it includes loopholes that specifically allow insurance companies to deny policies to Georgians with pre-existing conditions. Can you look down the camera and tell the people of this state why you voted four times 
to allow insurance companies to deny us health coverage because we may suffer from diabetes or heart disease or asthma or have cancer in remission. Why, Senator? David Perdue didn't go to the, to the second debate because John Ossoff beat the brakes off his ass in that debate. Stacey Abrams is kicking ass and taking names out there, getting people to vote in Georgia. Georgia, you guys got two of the wealthiest people in the country running for Senate seats in a state with a minimum wage that does nothing for the working class. John Ossoff and Reverend Raphael Warnock. Those are your guys, Georgians. Good luck. Everybody's going to be watching. Merry Christmas, guys. It's that time. Christmas time is here. Everybody knows there's not a better time of year. All right, the Biden team is putting into place some genuinely good people. And one, nobody's a socialist. None of them want social stuff. I mean, socialist policies. Because we have some social programs, right? We have Medi-Cal, Medicare, uh, Social Security, you know, so there's a difference. But uh, in terms of AOC, I don't know much about her. I just know that she's, you know, she's new to politics. She's a little green. She's probably still trying to get her, you know, herself grounded. And two, nobody wants to defund the police. That would be just dumb, right? If I need to call 911, I want to call 911. And I think everybody agrees on that. But President-elect Biden today picked Mayor Pete Buttigieg. He, I think he's the first openly gay presidential candidate running and in, in just this past election. But Biden picked him for transportation secretary. Uh, he picked former Michigan governor Jennifer Granholm, and she's a badass. She's always calling out former Senator um, Rick Santorum. I don't know how this guy sleeps at night. With all the shows he goes on, he even looks ashamed of himself when he's defending this administration. But Biden's building a team, man. I'm hearing it's like the Golden State Warriors type of team. He's, uh, he's bringing on people who have experience in their life with wherever he's placing them. And they have em- empathy and compassion. And they know what they know. And they know what they don't know. And what they don't know, they'll hire people who do know. But uh, Mr. Trump's had us on, you know, running on his gut feelings for the last four years. And as you can see, he just has bad guts. That's all I'm saying. Side note, someone recently told me, and you know who you are. You listen. I know. But someone recently told me that they think poverty is a choice. You think people want to be poor? Like people strive to be on welfare or to, you know, have to work two jobs. People strive for that. They, they strive to live paycheck to paycheck. You see, this guy right here is the reason why we need to put more money, not less, into the public school systems. And there are way more public schools and public students than there are private schools. And, but who doesn't want to arm these kids with knowledge for the future. Otherwise, you just continue in the cycle. If your mom didn't know how to do X, Y, and Z, or 
you're probably going to be the same, have the same, I want to choose my words wisely here, but uh, you're probably going to have the same sort of life that you were raised in because that's all you know, right? Until you get out and see something else or, you know, someone takes you along and, or you decide to go to college on your own or whatever the case may be. But some need help out. If you don't, I say we put a lot of money into the public school systems. We give public school kids an opportunity. Okay, let's pivot back to Team Joe and his uh, cabinet picks. We've had, you know, a skeleton crew in the government for the last four years. Trump's hollowed out other agencies as well. If you've noticed, for example, a larger the normal amount of like E. coli and salmonella outbreaks over the past four years, it's because he fired most of the federal health inspectors. Uh, So there are fewer people auditing these food manufacturing plants. That's like the USDA. Trump reversed regulations on certain parts or what parts of the animal can and can't be slaughtered and incorporated into meats that we eat. It's like no fucking holds barred now. Just put anything in there in the kitchen sink. And that's what rolling back regulations does. But um, if you can, only buy organic or grass-fed. They're more expensive, I know. But uh, you're going to be doing your body and your, your organs and uh, your brain chemicals. A whole lot of good stuff to go, uh, to go organic and, and, and move away from as many processed foods as you can. Uh, but the, the organic and the, the grass fed, they have higher standards for, for their products. They have to meet certain regulations to be certified as organic. So it's a pretty high standard. We're pretty fortunate in California. I know they have a lot of their own, you know, separate higher standards. So, um, anyways, all these agencies that have been gutted, President Biden is going to have to like, you know, have new teams and get those guys vetted and and rehired and it's really looking it's really looking like it's a it's a mess that uh, team Joe and team Kamala are, are jumping into. So we wish them uh we wish them luck here at the uh at the East West Grind. Uh, we're on that team. All right, we got some emails. Here's the mail. It never felt. I'm just kidding. All right, Tim and several emailers asked, why don't you have any ads playing in the background? All right, here's the deal with that. It's a couple of reasons. One, I'm new to this game. We're only like eight episodes in. And just to get on these airwaves took time and skill to build developing a craft. And in that process of developing whatever the fuck I was doing, I met someone in Hawaii who I consider a friend. That trust and friendship took time to build. And it did. Organic growth. That friend happened to be a media. That friend then said to me, and after some time, all right, girl, you're ready for something. I don't know what. Call this friend of mine in the media world. She'll get you set up. I took five minutes to go to, you know, to that friend's website 
and make an appointment with that media group. At this point, I'm like, I'm on idle, I'm waiting, I'm ready. I'm like, all right, let's go. And I trust this new person and their media company already out the gate. Why? You might be thinking, how do you know you, you know they're legit or how do you know you can trust them? Because the common denominator between the media group and myself is a friend. And friends don't fuck each other over or send them on wild goose chases. See how I'm connecting this yet? Okay, stick a pin in that story. And circling back to why I don't have sponsors. One, it's about the people you surround yourself with. You associate with assholes? You're probably an asshole. And assholes burn people. So, there's that. And two, I'm playing in a very different game now. Tickling the balls of people at the highest level of our government and in politics and entertainment. Just by having a podcast on the same platforms with all these guys and running in their political circles. And I'm just making noise right now. Getting blocked by Chachi and Dan Bongino. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! And I'm not bragging. Just that's just the poker game I'm playing in now. And you know me. I'm playing my game in Texas Hold'em. Not the houses, not the tables game. That being said, to have sponsors, that means you're actively promoting that sponsor's product like, hey guys, use this hair gel and in six weeks you'll have a man bun. But that's how you get paid. And I'm not selling out to products I don't believe in because I ain't nobody's bitch, especially for money. A local Taco Bell franchisee contacted me and said, hey, I'll pay you to talk about my location and restaurant, air quotes around restaurant, but to talk about me on your show. And I'm like, okay, man, here's what I can say comfortably and confidently about Taco Bell. Collectively, all of them. Take it or leave it. Hey guys, if it's 2 a.m. and you're hungry after a night of partying and clubbing, tell your Uber driver to hit that drive through at Taco Bell and tell him the East West Grind podcast sent you. Guys, the guy's like, well, uh, I was hoping for a bit more of, it's a great, uh, it's great for family. So go to Taco Bell, or, you know, on this street and, you know, through Uber Eats or Eat24s, whatever the fuck. But see, processed food isn't good at any age. But if you must, if you're out partying, Fuck it, then go to Taco Bell. So that was that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not playing with those guys, you know. I, but I thank you so very much, anyways, for the offer and for, um, you know, thanks for listening to the East West Crime Podcast. Nike'd be an example of a brand I'd get in bed with. Bring that on, Nike. Who's the CEO of Nike? John Donahue. Here's your Super Bowl Sunday. Radio ad, sir. For someone who doesn't run, I'm sporting these Raider themed Nike running shoes. And I glide through my house on my walks everywhere. They're light 
my knees feel supported and my lower back has relief from the arch support. They're stylish. They have Raider Nation on the sides. These Nike running shoes are your COVID shoes and much, much more. Just do it. Boom. That's what I'm talking about right there, Nike. Call me. Yeah, what, what, what can I do for you, Rod? You just tell me what can I do for you. It's a very personal, very important thing. Hell, it's a family model. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. I just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Here it is. Show me the money. Show you the money. Oh, no, no, you can do better than that, Jerry. I want you to say it with you with me, then, brother. Hey, I got Bob Sugar on the other line. I better hear you say it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Show you the money. Not, not show you. Show me the money. Show me the money. Yes. Louder. Show me the money. That's it, brother, but you got to yell that shit. Show me the money. I need to feel you, Jerry. Show me the money. Jerry, you better yell. Show me the money. All right, next up, we got Tamara in Virginia. Hello, Virginia. Welcome to the East-West Grind. Tamara asks, what are you going to do after Trump leaves? That's kind of funny because my brother just asked me that same question recently. Well, Tamara, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to follow these politicians on the left and the right, and I'm going to continue to talk to you guys about it, okay? Thanks for the email, and please keep on listening. Thanks. Okay, we got Miss Julia in Florida. What's up, Florida? Florida looks nice. I hear the weather's good. I like warm weather. And I hear people like to retire there. Your governor, Ron DeSantis, is being a... That's just a side note real quick. But your governor, Ron DeSantis, is being accused of ordering a raid on a whistleblower who refused to falsify COVID documents. Miss Julie, if this is true, if this is true, would you guys be okay with that? With your governor sending in people to raid people's homes for blowing the whistle on things he told them to do that they wouldn't do. That just sounds shady too. There's definitely going to be a federal investigation into this. I'm sure as soon as, you know, Biden's DOJ team gets in there, it'll probably be a few years till we know what happened, but that made national news, like real news. It really happened. There's video. And side note, remember that Florida has Congressman Matt Gates, who's all over the OWN network and Newsmax giving interviews, legitimizing the conspiracy theories. He's all in with Trump, not the Constitution or the oath of office he took. He's in and he's all into to the man, not the country. And that's that is not a patriot. Sorry. Look up the definition of patriot. Here, let me read it to you. In the Webster Dictionary, under patriot, it's defined as one who loves and supports his or her country. Matt Gates, Lindsey Graham, Dan Crenshaw, and a host of other longtime Republican leaders, Mitch McConnell, you guys have all been loyal to the man, 
and most of you still are, but Trump isn't the country. He is just, in fact, the man. And unlike the men before Trump who lost fairly, they didn't try and take the entire country down with them. But Trump, the man who lost our country's, you know, free and fair election, Bill Barr confirmed, as we spoke about last week, and all these elected Republicans know it, and they just continue to push the man's conspiracy, the man's reality TV, the man's cliffhangers and drama. That is loyalty to the man and not to the country on which our country, or I should say, on the Constitution, which our country was founded on. These guys are all sycophants, servile, self-seeking flatterers. Once again, the Webster's Dictionary right there. What else can you call them? And why are they doing it? I'm so curious. Send me your questions and comments at East West Grind Podcast. That is East Info. I'm sorry, info at East West Grind Podcast. I want to know. Okay, back to Julie in Florida. Uh, thanks for following the sidebar, Julie. But Julie says, why are you making fun of Rudy Giuliani wiping his hair dye away and Michael Rappaport, who you threw shout outs to, can go on the internet and blow his nose on a show and you're not saying anything about that? Okay, Miss Julia, let's jump in. And first and foremost, Mike Rapp isn't at the highest level of our government. He's a comedian. And two, let's talk about Michael Rappaport for a second. I listen to the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. Got to put stereo in there. He's really sensitive about that. But if nothing else, for the comedy, he makes me fucking laugh. But he's also very smart. He's like right around 50, 51. Uh, So I get him. I understand the language or the vernacular he speaks in. I get it. It makes me laugh. It reminds me of my brothers when we were younger. But he's much more, he's much more of a bro-y type of podcaster. He's got like 790 episodes in. So he's been doing this. He's funny in my generation. We know him. He's respected. And what, what I mean by we know him and he's respected, I mean, he's not Antonio Sabato Jr. or Scott Beale. He didn't just fucking disappear after a sitcom or soap star, you know, soap opera and go off and party and blow his fortune. He went on to comedy. He directed documentaries. He went on to do some serious roles with Robert De Niro. And Robert De Niro needs no introduction to anyone in the last three generations. He's an icon. But Mike Rapp is also, like I said, huge in the podcasting world or, or game. So overall, he's a very skilled businessman. I mean, you have to be, right? He's all over the place, selling out, you know, outdoor comedy shows in a pandemic. I tried to see him in Pleasanton a few weeks ago, but tickets were sold. for you. Sold out in the middle of a pandemic. See, that's a businessman right there. And I don't always agree with his, with Michael Rappaport's political position, but that's whatever. He's really, you know, got a lot of knowledge and and history of in sports and hip hop. And, you know, he's just straight up talks, shit talks, talks, whatever, which is, uh, you know, I'd say a relief and cathartic in your fifties. He doesn't have a filter, which makes for more humor. Anyways, there's a, a picture of, uh, Michael Rappaport back in the day, hanging out with people like 
Tupac and Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube. So he he's legit. He's a legit G because uh, those guys are legends in the 80s and 90s. I know I was young. I, I'm, the, I'm the same age as him. So those guys were all up in my car, you know, banging the music, the, the boom boxes in the back of the car. I mean, he's legit. Now, Miss Julia, here's what I like about Michael Rappaport. He takes the time to support people coming up. I found that interview you were talking about, Julia, online where, where you know, he was asked like 10 questions and uh, the premise of the show is, you know, the show's called like hot ones or something. But after each question or during whatever, you got to eat a hot wing and the level of hotness went up in the wings with each question. So as it was getting spicier, he was sweating after like the fourth chicken wing, he got all congested and he was, you know, had to blow his nose. I think I saw some habanero sauce lined up there. Dude had it. I mean, he had to like close his eyes at some point. He, he looked like he couldn't even see, but he looked over at the host. Then he looked, you know, at his agent or whoever was over there. And he was like, why am I doing this? I'm all right. I'm okay financially. Why am I here? And he, then Michael Rapp shrugged his shoulders and the host was like, you can stop eating wings if you want. And Mike Rapp was like, eat that shit. Let's go. You know, he wasn't giving up, but this guy's, you know, he's got some health issues. I think he's got colitis, uh, which is like a severe stomach issue, but he was like, fuck this shit. Eyes all closed. Let's go. Next question. And he just kept pushing. He kept pushing. He's like, I'm here. I'll take this. You know, I'm here for the team. Let's fucking do it. And he made it through. And I'll put the entire video in the show notes. But here's why I admire Michael Rappaport and, and why sometimes you hear me talk about him. Here's why. You don't have to eat that shit. <laughs> well, you made it to the top of the mountain. It was a hot take factory, just as I hoped it would be. The sauces kind of kicked your ass at the end, but you made it all the way through, and that's got to count for something. 30 seconds, let the people know. I'm not letting them know anything. I let them, you asked me about everything. I've shamed myself, my family, and people that call me friends doing this shit. Have you actually got to the point where someone plugs something after this? Yeah, Yo, my usually people, coming out. Yeah, exactly. Like, they don't get all the way through just to, like... I do it for the love of the sport. I'm Rappaport Stereo Podcast, Amazon series, Woody Allen's new Amazon series. <laughs> and then if you need him for a rap music video, just call him and he's there. If it's good. <laughs> Gotta be good. I'm not gonna just do any rap video. He said, I do it for the love, for the sport. I don't know him personally, but he's just a regular guy who came up and he's using his position and his platform to elevate other younger up-and-comers. That show has since, you know, that show uh, that, that, I forgot the name of it, but anyway, it'll be in the notes. But that show has since had people like Gordon Ramsay on it. He helps people rise or raise the bar in their craft in the entertainment and media industry. So, okay, Julia, here's why, also why I mentioned him. But if, if I say something that, that he says, like, protect yourself, survive in advance. I got to say, that's Michael Rappaport. I can't just fucking use his content like that. It's not mine. It's his slogan. And, it, and I like it. it. It covers everything. But it's not mine. It is Michael Rappaport's. I got to give him the props. 
That's the right thing to do. Make sense, Miss Julia? And two, to answer the other part of the question again, since uh, I took you on that little, you know, that little like sidebar date. But two, again, he is not a government official or employee. The highest of standards for elected and government officials should be expected. And if they can't behave as such, fuck them. Let's put people in positions we can trust with our money and our country. I hope that helps. You know, Miss Julia, I thank you again for the email and for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. On that note, we've reached the asshole of the week. As I said, I am not happy about this, but we got to call balls and strikes here at the East West Grind podcast. And this week, we're talking about Governor Gavin Newsom. Governor Newsom, you got busted recently for having dinner at the French Laundry after telling us to distance. I'm not mad at you, Governor. Everyone's got to eat. I'm pissed that it wasn't a local, struggling, mom-and-pop type of place. The French Laundry is one of the most expensive restaurants with normally you know, months out for reservations. It would have been nice to see, nice to see you get busted at least at a, at a little place to bring some attention to those, you know, that small business. Oh my God, the governor's here, right? That would have saved you face with the locals and small businesses, sir. You're going to need to watch your, uh, watch your governor's ass, governor. I'm sure you know there's a petition to recall you. I haven't signed it. My man Mark is is just one Californian collecting signatures to Gray Davis, you sir. It's picking up steam. Last I read, the coalition had collectively over a hundred, I'm sorry, over 800,000 signatures. You're cute, governor. You got great hair. But respectfully, you're an asshole, sir. Don't be an asshole. All right, guys. That's all we got. Have a great Christmas. Merry Christmas. See, people still say that. We're going to see you guys after the new year. Stay safe. COVID free. I'm looking at this as a Christmas first. A Christmas for the books. This shit most likely won't happen again in our lifetimes. If you make it through, leave letters or notes for your descendants, kids, grandkids. Kids are being born in this shit. I'm going to be a great aunt again. My sister is going to be a grandmother. That's great news. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, guys, with gratitude and love from the East West Grind podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. I got your back. A peace.